Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. I do find it quite peculiar, even though we are a peculiar people, but I do find it quite peculiar when church people get really nervous about people who are full of joy. (laughs) It's like, didn't you just do that whole Christmas kind of thing? You know, remember? And the angel said, sadness to the world. No, what did they say? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. It's like, do you think they were prophesying something? They were declaring like what was meant to be? Yay. I'm just so glad that he's moved us here to live in the promised land. Yeah. I mean, on your number plate, it says, you know, God's place, GP, God's place. So, we, you know, there's gold and there's, you know, it's flowing with milk and money and it's just a marvelous place to be. Yeah? But as people who believe in a good future, even if we are going through the storms of life, we can still have joy. Because we know this is not the final outcome. Yeah? So we keep holding on and, and we go through all of these things. But we know that the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Yeah? That's why we, we just got this, this, this joy that just from deep within. It's not surface superficial based on circumstances. It's based on an inner knowing and a reality. A security in our eternal future. Full of joy. Wow. You know, I was just thinking, because, you know, not... Not all of us have been exposed to this kind of normal Christianity. It's normal Christianity. Yeah? I mean, it, Hebrews tells us that Jesus was anointed with joy above, in other words, more than all of his companions. So everybody in his generation, like even when he went to the parties... I mean, you know he went to the parties because they accused him of all sorts of... Listen, social media went viral (laughs) accusing him of all sorts of things. He's a drunkard, he's a glutton, he's hanging around with all the wrong people just like your mommy warned you. And there he goes. Like, what kind of a preacher is he anyway? Like, doesn't he know that he's supposed to be setting an example. And into these places where he goes, I mean, look, maybe he got invitations, mixed motives. Like, hey, invite that Jesus guy, because if we run out of wine, (laughs) if we run out of food, If there's a sudden flood, 
Who can take care of all of this stuff? This is, so Jesus was at the parties. And he had more joy than anyone else in that generation. This is extraordinary. Yeah? And we know that the, one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. So when the Spirit is moving, it releases something inside of us, some, something of the God nature is increased in us. Because the fruit of the Spirit is just the external evidence. The fruit is just what you see of what comes from the root. And the fruit of the Spirit shows you what the very essence of God is like. The joy comes from the core of who He is. That's why He sits in the heavens and He laughs. Okay, this is amazing, you know, and I was just thinking, wow, when the woman came in and she broke open that very expensive box of nard, it was a very, very pricey perfume, worth like one year's wages, it's a lot of money. And she brought that. She said, here's my offering. And it was, in a sense, wasted on Jesus. She spent it on him. She kind of gave it all. There was nothing that, can we scrape up some and keep some for next week? No, it was all gone. It was all spent on him. And the religious people were the ones who got the most upset. What's this extravagance? Like, don't these people know how to control themselves? It's church, for goodness sake. I mean, Jesus is here. Like, what are you doing? It's just like, behave. It, yeah. It was the religious people who were offended at the extravagant demonstration of love, of worship and adoration. And I was like, you know, let's make sure, because there's sides. Like, you're either on the side of the Pharisees and Judas. Because Judas said, hmm, he was in charge of the money bag. I mean, what a sense of humor. Jesus puts the thief in charge of the money bag. I mean, it just shows you can't outsteal God as well as. Jesus gave him every chance to change his ways by even giving him the money. And so Judas is like, hmm, that could have been sold and the money given to the poor. Like, he cared for the poor? You're kidding me. No, no, he wanted more money. But his motives were just as incorrect 
as the Pharisees. And let me remind us that the Pharisees were the religious people, the people who were God seekers. They were the people who gave, who gave their, their lives to seek God, to do what was right. But they wanted to do it on their terms, according to their guidelines. Like, well, God's not like that. God is like this. You know those kind of people. Like, they're experts to tell you exactly what God will and what he won't do. And God will never laugh in church. It can't be God because I know God. You know, those experts, because they're kind of like religious and they've got the whole thing sorted out. So they think. They were the ones who were offended at what worship really looked like. And Jesus, he does one of those supernatural things again. It's like, it's amazing. He knew what they were thinking in their hearts. Like husbands would love this gift. It's like, I know you want me to give you the right answer. I'm just not sure what the right answer is at the moment. <laughs> All right, I digress. Jesus knew what they were thinking in their hearts. And then he uses this as a teaching opportunity and he says, Forever. What we've just witnessed in this space, this room right here, this room that is so filled with perfume. I mean, people walk in, it's, it's like, you know, you go to these jolly department stores. And you know you walk in the front door, and the men know you don't go that section because they're items of clothing we don't want to look at. You guys, you don't even go shopping. The Lord has delivered you. So you walk into these department stores, clothing stores, and there's normally like front, almost center, is the perfume counters. Yeah? And those of us who know what we're going to encounter, we whip out our handkerchief to protect us, otherwise we're going to cough going through all of that perfume. Why? Because there's just so much of it around it's hanging in the air. Okay, take that picture. In the room where Jesus was, the room was filled with the aroma. No one could escape what was happening. It's like even the people at the back of the room, it's not just the front people, you know, the fanatics in the f- front row. You know? Even the people in the back and those who were kind of trying to catch a glimpse through the window, it was wafting through the window. Yeah? They knew that the atmosphere was different. It was thick. The atmosphere was thick because of that extravagant worship. Yeah? I started this morning from Isaiah. Forget the former things. 
In other words, last year's gone. Hmm? And for some of us, it's like, thank you, Jesus, it's gone. Like, I don't want another one like that again. For some people. For other people, it was, hey, that was good. But I want to build on it. So I can't keep looking to the past because I want to look forward. For whatever reason. But, you know, tomorrow's gone. Today's here. And we're moving forward into the future. So forget the old ways of doing things and the old patterns. And even the good things, don't allow those things to become a memorial that tie you to the past. Even the high points. Hey, God's got some new high water marks for us in the future. So, thank the Lord. He's brought us through Ebenezer. Thank you, Lord, your faithfulness, your kindness. But we're moving forward. And he says, I'm doing a new thing. And it's going to spring up. Remember the, the boat last week? And suddenly, immediately, Jesus gets in the boat and immediately. Remember that. Wind calm, waves calm, boat immediately at the edge of the lake. And, and so these these new things that it springs up. It's like, that's what we're looking to the Lord to do. It says, do you perceive it? It actually asks the question in the negative. Don't you perceive it? It's like, guys, it's hitting you in the face. What's wrong with you? I mean, this is like the prophet, Isaiah. Scary guy, but nevertheless, said a couple of really nice things. Some harsh things too, but anyway. He says like, don't you get it? And the reason, he says, don't you get it, is because we just don't get it. Hmm. But the Holy Spirit's here to help us to get it. Yes. All right. So, Jesus said, you look at the, at the signs. You look at the clouds. You look at the sunset. You look at the weather. And you look at these signs in the natural, and then you predict what's going to happen. It's going to rain tonight. It's going to rain tomorrow. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a bad night. This is it. Oh, look at this, how long the day is, it's time to plant, it's time to reap, it's time to... So you're looking at the signs of the times. But do you know how to read the spiritual signs? Now it's super, super important for us to read the signs in the natural, because we need to know, is it a time to reap or plant? Okay, and it's really, really good for us to actually use our brains, because God gave us one. And he's going to say, so what did you do with what I gave you? We are stewards of what he's given us. Our health, our emotions, our life, all these kinds of things. And our brains too. Like, did you actually think? It's like, no, Lord, it's unused. Look at it. It's still shiny. I knew you were a hard master. And it's like I buried the penny. And I didn't use my brain. So here it is. I just, you know, lived by faith. It's like. 
No, 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 you've got to use your brain to engage it, to really live by faith. Okay, so we use our brains. So it's really useful in terms of what's going on in the, in the natural. But we also need to be perceiving what's going on in the spiritual realm. And the, the beginning of this year, I'm just so aware, I can feel it. There's a level of spiritual hunger and passion and intensity that's inviting us into encounters that are new and fresh. And so there is this open door. And there is the invitation to come through that open door. But we've got to get up off our blessed assurance and go through the door to receive, to apprehend, to lay hold of the things that is prepared in advance for us. Mm -hmm. And so we can feel, wow, there's, there's a momentum, there's a surge in the realm of the spirit where like anything's possible. And that was breaking out in our worship this morning. So when you come next time, won't you please thank the people for the first service? Because they did all the hard work of plowing. So that you could just come straight in. Yeah? They really got things warmed up. So thank them. Tell them they're doing a good job. And to keep at it. Because then we get to benefit from that. Yeah? Encourage them. Don't give up, guys. It's a good job. You early birds, love that. You know? You're, you're up. That's fantastic. The rest of us, we're like, enter in the rest of the Lord. We're just going to sleep in on Sunday morning. We're just going to have breakfast. And we're just going to chill. We just, we'll, we'll be at 10. We'll be there at 10. You guys go. Go, guys. Go. I'm just lying here, interceding for you. Just another 10 minutes. I'll get you later. Oh, God bless you. So just in this, from this place of rest and of joy, like, don't tell him, otherwise they all come to the second service. So, okay. The, the secrets of the kingdom, Jesus said, have been revealed to you, but not to others. So just secrets here. Okay. So we're recognizing, wow, there's something going on in the environment. And that something is an invitation to go through the door. So let's not be like the generation. They missed the day of visitation. Because they weren't perceiving. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? No, we don't. That's not us. We are the people who are perceiving. That was a brilliant time for you to say, yes, amen, by faith, yeah, I'm in there, yes. So we're perceiving what the Lord's doing. And in this open door, so we, perceiving what goes on in the spirit realm is important. Because otherwise, you just reduce your walk with Jesus to just formulas it's like hey 
Here's four steps to be a better believer. Here are ten steps to be a person of more faith. Here are seven steps to, you know, prosperity. And there's, you know, all these different, like, how-tos. And we reduce our Christianity, instead of being a relationship where we're dialoguing, and it's dynamic, and we're led by the Spirit. And the Spirit says, actually, you know what, this is the season to navigate it like this. Yeah, but, the, but the, the five steps said this, 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 and this. There was no zigzag like that. You know, so, whoa, the Spirit is saying, hey, I'm breathing on this. You see? So when you encounter a storm, a difficulty, oh, brother, fast and pray, 21 days. It's worked before. Every time I've had a defeat, I just, you know, that's it. Me, I pray and I fast. Yeah? Well, you might actually end up not just doing intermittent fasting. You might end up on a fast towards glory. Like, you fast your way into that other realm because you will be no more. Because the enemy can organize all kinds of chaos and obstacles and whatever to keep you busy because you, in some kind of formulaic way, every time I encounter a problem, all oh, this is what you do. It's like, whoa. You know, there's some examples in the scriptures where Jesus said, I mean, not Jesus, well, I mean, he was the, the word, but God, sometimes through an angel or theophany, but he would appear to the people in the old covenant and he would just say, stand still. It's not your battle. I got this one. No, 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 no. In a battle, this is what we do. You know, we, we go out there and we march around in silence for seven days. It's all we do. And the walls come down. Happened last time. Happened for my grandfather. Or happened for, he's like, so this is what we do. We read it in the book. You know, we got the revival book. This is what we do. You want revival? March around seven days. No, that's formula. He says, whoa, boys, I got this one. Okay? Stand still. You'll see the deliverance of God. Well, could you tell us how it's going to happen? No. No, you'll find out afterwards. Afterwards, you'll figure out what I did. Hallelujah. Yes. I mean, he says to Moses, Mo, got a job for you. You're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to say, let my people go. And he says, okay, what's the sign? That this is going to happen. He says, okay, this is the sign. After it's all done, you'll come back and worship on this mountain. <laughs> uh, it's a bit late for a sign, don't you think? Like after it's done, that'll be the sign. Oh yeah, we're in the right place at the right time. Okay. What's the point? God doesn't always work the same way every single time. So sometimes it's fight and sometimes it's rest. 
Sometimes it's an open door. Come on through. And another time it's like, hey, it's breakthrough. So you need to contend for breakthrough. Now the name breakthrough, just in case you didn't know, is a dangerous name. Because you only need a breakthrough when you need a breakthrough. When there is a wall, an obstacle, a hindrance, and you cannot go further, it's as though for you it was a dead end. You need a breakthrough in order that you can get away where there was no way. A way through the wilderness. Hmm? But when he makes the way, then you just walk in the way. Oh, I'm waiting for my break. No, no, he's made the way open. Just go through. Come on through. Come on. Come on through. I wonder if the Holy Spirit is a bit like these car guys. We're a funny nation, eh? It's like homeless people on the side of the road. Suddenly put on some kind of reflective thing. I saw an oak even had gloves, man. Beautiful. Like he's a waiter. White gloves. And he's there. And he's like, and he's whistling. And he's like running up and down. And he's going to Kira. And then he gets the mutters. If some cars come like, nah, we're not going. He gets very frustrated. Because he stopped all the other traffic and some people don't want to go. I wonder sometimes if the Holy Spirit is like, come, open door. What are you waiting for? No, I'm waiting for my breakthrough. It's like, no, no, I gave you an open door. So no, 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 I haven't done my 21 days of prayer and fasting yet. It's like, it can only come on the 21st day. So this can't be the answer because it's only day number two. It's like... Oh, this can't be it, because I was expecting something else. You see, because it only happened like that last time, and the time it surely can't be God, because it's yeah. You know, this is a left detour to get around this thing. I'm waiting for God to take me through. So he says, "No, listen, boys. This time, you are going to go and fight, but wait until you hear the sound." Of the wind in the trees. And then we, we're going to surprise them. So there's being led by the Spirit. There's being guided and being given the discernment in the Spirit. What's the season that we're in? And the season right now is one of spiritual hunger and intensity. In the sense of there's this unified leaning in to receive more. That's what I mean by hunger. Okay? This is not famine. It's different. Famine is when nothing's happening. That's not what we mean by hunger. Hunger is, there's a yearning and a stirring, like I've got to get to the table. Like where's that fridge? 
There was a pantry here somewhere. So you stood to get up and go and do something. That's what hunger does. And there's something in the spiritual climate right now that's causing us to kind of lift ourselves up, lift up our gaze, Lord, what are you on about, and press in because we, we want to receive the more. Amen. So we're, you can feel there's this rising up and there's like this collective like, hey, we're there. So we're watching it in the natural, physically, like people, like we're here. And here you are, look at you, beautiful. So, but what's causing us to do, it's because we are picking up something in the spiritual atmosphere. You know, we used to be the kind of people, some of us, who would come one in four weeks. That was 2023, but forget the former things. See, I'm doing a new thing. Yeah? In other words, we can, there's a hunger inside of me. It's not because somebody told me, thou shalt eat. No, there's a hunger, like, I know I'm going to receive something amazing at the table. Master chef has been at work. It's going to be delicious. Yeah, this is not just like, well, eat it because it's good for you. You know, well, it tastes like. No, this is like, oh my goodness, what a delight. And so it's this beautiful drawing, wooing by the Spirit, because He wants us to encounter the more. Okay, so remember 24, the year of the door, and the year of more. So it's the open door for more, more of him, more encounters with him, more revelation, more intimacy. You're tracking this. And so the hunger is drawing us, it's wooing us to actually step into the very thing that he's providing. It's a divine setup. What do we have to do? Just lift your feet up like in the river, lift your feet up and let the current carry you. So don't drag your feet, don't dig your heels in, don't swim against the current, just in the current and let the Spirit carry us. And so we're actually going with it and we're swimming with the current and we find out, my goodness, we can cover more ground. It's like, you know, you go to the airport and uh, you've got those travelator things. It's like a moving corridor and you get on it and you walk like this. But in actual fact, for the poor, poor people who are not on the travelator, they're going to try and keep up. In other words, you're going really easy and you've been carried along further. There's a grace that's carrying you forward in your spiritual journey. That's the season we're in. And there comes a time when the travelator is just put on pause. Because there are times when the Lord wants to teach us something else. He's not punishing us. He's giving us an opportunity to learn 
to use some different walking muscles or whatever it might be. Are you, are you tracking with me? So in the season when the travelator is working, get on the travelator and don't be like those other people. You know those other ones? Well, I don't need a travelator. And they get left behind. They're the last people to baggage claim. They don't get the rewards. Yeah. Well, I do it by myself. Yeah, I did it my way. That's the theme song of people going in the wrong direction. That's the theme song of rebels. No, we want to do it his way. So we're saying, Holy Spirit, give us the eyes and the ears to see and perceive what it is that you're doing. Because you're doing amazing things in this time. Okay? So I spoke at around New Year's. We had a great time. And we were seeing that Jesus was saying, he's the door. Like if it's the year of the door, Jesus said, uh, that would be me. It's my year. It's the year of Jesus. Because he's the door. Right? And through him, we have access to everything we need in the spiritual realms. Every spiritual blessing has been given to us through Christ Jesus. So he's the door, he's the access way from that realm to this realm. Okay? He put it a little bit differently when he was talking to Nathaniel. And he blew Nathaniel's mind. And he did one of those words of knowledge tricks. Nathaniel comes because Philip said, dude, there's a guy that was written about in the scriptures and we think we found the guy. He says, oh, well, where's he from? He's from Nazareth. It's like, but that's worse than Porphyro. It's like, can any good thing come from Nazareth? It's like, no ways. He says, listen, come and see. So he gets there, Jesus blows his brain. He says, listen, Nathaniel, you're a guy without any guile, you know. And, and Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Defenses are up. And Jesus is like, dude, I saw you when you were sitting under the fig tree. He's like, Because oh. it was a word of knowledge kind of thing. And there was something going on between Nathaniel and God under the fig tree. For him to have that response, right? It's like, it wasn't just like he was sitting under a fig tree as opposed to an oak tree. There was something going on that was a trigger. Like you know when a, when a prophetic word comes. And to the rest of the room it makes no sense. But to you, ding, trigger. I mean a good trigger. It's like, oh, you see me. It's like he knew. He knew God was intervening. And so his conclusion, you're the son of God. There's no ways you could have known this thing. This was a private thing between me and God. Oh, you must be God. This is whoa stuff going on. And, and Jesus said, listen, put... This is a South African version of the scriptures. He says, but 
If that freaked you out, wait until you see the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. You'll see this in John chapter 1, verse 50 and 51. The angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. In other words, it's through Jesus, this access to that realm, the heavenly realm, and this earthly realm. If we, through Jesus, he's the door, we have access, and the angels are going up and down, in and out, what do angels do? Hebrews tells us that they're ministering servants to strengthen and encourage the people of God. Is it James or Hebrews? Somebody's going to remind me. It's in the book. So the angels are taking things from that realm to bring and give to us that we need in whatever we're facing. What's the point of an open door? Besides that it rhymes beautifully with with, with 2024 or 5784. Surely, what is it that we need an open door for? It's so that the Lord can bring and give to us what we need in our spiritual journey. Come on, it's all about eternity. It's not just about the 120 years or whatever it is we're going to live here on earth. It's more than just our creature comforts. He's got eternity in mind. So Jesus is bringing revelation, understanding. He's bringing the the resources in the supernatural, spiritual realm. And he's releasing it, making it visible, tangible, manifest in this realm. And we know this is what he wants us to do because he said... Hey, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who is where? He's in a different realm from this realm. He's in the heavenly realm. Think realm more than think place. Think realm. When you think place, it's like, is it up? Is it down? Is it? You know, where, get out, you know, the telescope, you know, maybe Hubble can find it somewhere. Or It's like, no, 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 think realm rather than place. It's the realm where he is. And that realm where he is, is coming closer to this realm. Father in heaven, praised, hallowed, honored be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let, like may, may it be so. Your will be done on earth as it is in the heavenly realm. Your will and your purpose, your reign, your king authority, your rule. What's going on there? Let it take place here in this realm. It's that thing of from that realm to this realm. 
and the door, the, the door is the angels ascending and descending, getting from the throne and bringing into this realm through Jesus. You'll see it ascending and descending on the Son of Man, on Jesus. I am the door. So there's the stuff that we're going to get from that realm that comes into this realm that helps us and enables us to fulfill the mission, which is his kingdom coming and his will being done here as it is on earth. Okay. When we get together next time, we'll try and catch up with the first service because apparently they're quicker than us. And they already got into the next portion of scripture. I don't know how they did that. I thought they were lagging behind. Somehow, supernaturally, they got ahead of us. But we're going to look at this. Just an amazing come back and find out. That's how we'll do it. That's how we'll do it. That's how we'll do it. Come back and find out. Because when I saw some of these things here, I just... You get blown away by what's in the word. Layer upon layer and level and the depth of, of what he's kind of like hidden there, treasures hidden there for us. It's just the most beautiful and glorious thing to give us life and, and strengthen us. In. And we're going to learn from what some of those disciples did. Because, you know, sometimes it's easier to look at what they did It's not always easy to look at what we are doing. It's like, oh, gosh, those disciples, eh? But let's learn from what, how the Lord was working with them. Because then it'll give us understanding. Oh, so that's what you're doing with me. I'm not in your bad books. You haven't left me or abandoned me. I'm not spiritually done or doff or cut off or, you know, excluded. It's like even the disciples were on a journey. You know, sometimes we just wish we could perceive things better. You know, the leaven had a similar problem. And it gives us hope and courage. Okay, if the Lord worked with them, and eventually, it like landed with them. Similarly with us. The Lord's going to work with us. And you know what? Things are going to land with us. We're going to get it. I think that this is a year of us. Oh, I get it. This is a year of revelation. Oh, I see it. Remember there was those, those pictures. And you looked at And it was like just a jumble. Like... This makes no sense. There's no, there's, and you look and you look and you stare and then all of a sudden, like a perspective, a depth comes and you see an image in three-dimensional form. Okay, help me out. Nod yes or no, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay? Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. That, you, that, that 3D. Okay. As we're looking at the scriptures... This year, it's like, oh my goodness, it was hidden in there all along, but now I see 
the shape and the form and the dimensions of it. It's like, boom, it's so obvious. How did I never see this before? You want that? Come, let's pray. Would you stand? Thank you, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the living word. You came to bring life, to bring hope, to bring change. That you came to do a new thing. That we could leave the old and the past. We could step into the new. Thank you that you are inviting us to step through a new door. And that you've got things for us. Revelation, understanding, wisdom, insight. The resources from that heavenly, supernatural, spiritual realm to help us move forward and accelerate in this realm. And you're not hiding these things to tease us. But you're putting them there in such a way that the enemy can't get it. but is waiting for us to be discovered. And you will lead us to these things. We will discover them. Thank you that this is a beautiful year of discovery, of seeing things. And we ask Holy Spirit, help us to perceive the signs of the times that we would know what to do in the natural. So we're asking, Lord, shield and protect in terms of the storms of life that we'd be planting Hunting season and harvesting when it's harvest season. That we would plant seed and eat bread and not eat seed and plant bread. Help us to read the signs. Equally, Lord, maybe even more importantly, help us to read the signs of what you're doing in the spiritual times because we want to accelerate with you. We know that you have so much more for us. And you're calling us, come up higher. I've got things for you. I want to give it to you. I want to show you. Thank you, Lord, for that invitation. And thank you for the grace in this year to respond. To go all out and flat out. To do things in outrageous and extravagant ways. Even as we prophetically stepped into in worship this morning that we would do that in all of life. To you be praise, honor, and glory. So as we go from this place, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, watch over us to protect, to shield from the attacks of the evil one. Would you put your peace in our hearts and our minds that we would know we're in a place of your rest. Thank you that you are a good father and you provide for your children. You do not leave us as orphans, but you will provide for us. And thank you that you are putting such a well of joy inside each one of us that it just bubbles up all day and all week long. We're grateful. 
And so we give you thanks. And all God's beautiful people said,